Welcome to Mainstream Modular, a podcast presented by Gurdon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mainstream Modular, a podcast brought to you by Gurdon Modular. I'm your host today, Tyler Curran. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Matthew Wickersham on the show. Now, he is a principal at AMJ Construction, and he's going to be telling us all about the project at 6th and San Julian in Los Angeles. So, Matthew, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are thrilled to have you along, uh, Matthew. So before we dive too far into the project, let's just get some of the some of the basics and some of the details about who you are and, and what you do at AMJ. So tell us a little bit more about how long AMJ has been working within modular construction projects. Sure. Yeah. So as a as a principal at AMJ Construction Management, you know, this the firm offers a soup and nuts construction management services for the primarily the affordable housing services market um, here in Los Angeles. Over the past several years, we've grown and expanded into the San Diego and the Bay Area markets as well. About five years ago, I, I initiated a modular division inside of AMJ. And really what we had endeavored to do at the time was to push the idea, the deliverable of uh, modular as a solution of the affordable housing crisis in the city of Los Angeles. It presented an opportunity to be able to bring to market occupiable units at a much faster rate than than the LA market has seen before. And so that was really the goal. And it, it took us several years of feasibility studies and advanced meetings before the first project, which is Sixth and San Julian, really penciled and, uh, and was able to be put into construction. That's some, some excellent stuff and some great background, I think, for our conversation here today. And, and before we dive again too far into the, the project at 6th and San Julian, I know that you're also on two task forces, right? So tell us a little bit about those task forces and just give us some background on what you do there as well. Yeah, so as, as we started to get you know, more and more uh, into the weeds of modular, you know, one of the things that we, we identified was that there was you know, there was a, it was kind of an unknown in terms of how the city handled modular construction, right? And and it's it goes into plan check and permitting and inspections. And you know, the city had some informational bulletins that that had been you know issued, but th- there still was just a general lack of understanding. So we you know we got asked uh, on behalf of the mayor's office of the city of Los Angeles to head up a task force of consultants. Um, which, you know, included code consultants and architectural design consultants um, to basically develop, negotiate and draft a memorandum of understanding um, between all of the departments of the city of Los Angeles. And this was planning and public works and fire and building and safety, but to basically create a path of, of how the city should plan check and permit and inspect modular projects. And so, you know, the, that negotiation, you know, took almost a year and a half. Of course, it happened right in the middle of the COVID pandemic. And, and so that took its toll because, you know, we had a lot of in-person meetings to hash through those details. But, you know, that was so that was the big one for the mayor's office. The second um, was part of a uh, it was an HHH innovation team. So many people have become familiar, especially in affordable housing market of the HHH bonds or the funding that got put through by the city as an effort to fund upwards of 10,000 affordable housing units in the city of Los Angeles. Um, There was a group of developers, uh, which included LA Family Housing, um, Abode Communities, and Mercy Housing, uh, that came together with the idea of approaching the city with an idea to get a grant 
for pre-construction money to really advance this idea of modular. And so uh, we worked with that team as well uh, to you know, work with other modular factories and developers and using our background from the MOU to come up with pricing scenarios and feasibility studies to help identify you know, early opportunities as a result of that, uh, of that task force. But ultimately that task force was successful. Those developers were awarded a, a, a pocket of money, which is gonna result in the construction of six modular projects here in the city of Los Angeles over the course of the next couple of years. Fantastic stuff. Well, let's dive into to that project then at Sixth and San Julian because I'm dying to learn a little bit more about it. So, uh, give us some of the goals and the the background of this particular project, and also tell us a little bit more about the role that Gurdon is playing in it as well. Sure. So, Sixth and San Julian um, is being developed, uh, you know, as as the name says, right? It's it's on the corner of Sixth Street and San Julian, and you know, for many that may not be familiar with the landscape of the city of Los Angeles. You know, that corner is is really smack dab uh, down in, in the heart of our homeless problem, you know, adjacent to Skid Row. And and so it, it's it, it's a very um, it's a very public project and it's it's right in the middle of this. And, and I think it speaks to the goals that we're trying to accomplish here. And so so six in San Julian, right, is is. Um, is the construction of uh, 90 affordable housing units. Um, and it's, it's, it's pushing this idea of how, how can we build it faster, right? And given where it's at and given the challenges of that market, you know, it's, it's created some opportunities and some challenges. Now, this project from the beginning, um, being that it's, it's kind of the first, there was challenges along the way of trying to identify partners, both on the design side and on the construction side. And so the role that Gurdon played in this project was, you know, they, they came in very late to the project, um, but they came in at a time where we desperately needed a, a factory partner that was going to be able to deliver this project. And so, you know, we had reached out to Gurdon and, you know, they stepped in and they took control and, you know, we had to go through some redesign with them to optimize the product for their assembly line. But, uh, but ultimately, Gurdon, you know, brought a huge amount of experience to the team to, to, to be able to get the product on the line into construction. Um, and, you know, we're going to be looking forward to actually setting those units here uh, in, in the next couple of months. You, you started off just by talking about the, the location of this particular project. Uh, are there any unique challenges posed by where this project is taking place? And, um, you know, does that make it a particularly unique project in, in any way? Yeah, I, I think it does. You know, I mean, I think that for me personally and professionally, you know, AMJ Construction Management, um, our, our core was built on the support and the development of permanent supportive housing in the city of Los Angeles. And, you know, it's, it's, it's at... I mean, it's at pandemic levels here and, and what we're trying to do. And, and so I think the, the opportunities and the challenges of this project speak directly to what, what I think this industry is trying to achieve. And so, you know, some of the challenges that you see, right, there's a tremendous amount of unhoused individuals that reside in this area. And so on a regular basis, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have tents and, and we have, other types of, of shelters that are being constructed, you know, around the perimeter of the job site, you know, those have to be sort of, 
you know, re, you know relocated on a daily basis. Uh, security is a huge risk. There's a lot of break-ins in the area. Um, and the, the opportunity of modular here, right? Because in a stick frame project, you figure, okay, well, lumber gets delivered to a job site. They build floor by floor, right? But in the meantime, you're, you're, your building is exposed, right? And we're going to be looking at an opportunity here where over the course of three and a half weeks, um, we're going to erect five stories of, of modular units. And at the completion of that, I mean, we're going to have a secured structure. You know, it's going to have an envelope. It's going to have a perimeter. Um, and it's really going to create an opportunity where the workers um, are actually going to be able to work in a much safer environment because of, uh, because of how the project is, is going to be assembled. You started taking us through it there, but but take us through the the calculus just for going with modular for this particular project. What what went into the decision making process for that, and, and why did you end up choosing modular in the long run? Yeah, so it's a it's a it's an interesting story, right? Because I think there's two major components that everybody considers when they're looking at modular: time savings and cost savings, right? Um, for us in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, we don't seem to be yielding much cost savings. And I think that's a result of the fact that the delivery model is, is fairly new in the city of Los Angeles. I think the construction industry as a whole is fairly resistant to change. Um, and I think a lot of times, whether it's because the subcontractors and the contractors don't fully understand the product um, or, you know, or, or maybe there's just a, a resistance to it in general, but we're just not seeing the cost savings that we should be seeing from taking the majority of this work offsite. And so I think the, the, the real advantage with Six San Julian came from the time savings, right? So, um, and, and came from what I kind of outlined about being able to erect this building like that and not have, you know, peace workers erecting a building, you know, bit by bit in this environment. And I mean, just to give you a general sense, right? I mean, a five-story structure, each floor would take a minimum of five weeks to frame, right? So, so you're looking at, you know, 25 to 30 weeks to basically top out a, a structure and then build an envelope to secure a structure, which is now going to be done through modular means in three and a half weeks. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great point. The, the time savings there and then also, that that added security element that you talked about, I think, is is really important and an important thing to note in conversations like this. So that that's a that's a great point, and it all kind of goes back into that conversation about location. And I know you mentioned this a little bit off the top, and I was going to ask a question a little bit more specifically on it, and uh, got sidetracked by the conversation about location and all that sort of stuff. But tell us, you know, give fill us out on, on all the details about AMJ's involvement and the role that you're playing as a company, but also personally with this project. Yeah. So, I mean, as a company, right. So we, last year, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Um, for myself personally, you know, I've been in construction management in the affordable housing market for about 22 years now. Um, and so, you know, for us, you know, both in the development of permanent supportive housing over that long of a period of time, and to be driving this initiative to develop these units faster to support the city's move and goals to 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 provide permanent supportive facilities for these individuals um, is is huge but also from the modular perspective right to to be involved in something that we started five years ago to try to move these initiatives forward because we saw opportunity in this delivery model 
So I think with Six Inch San Julian for us, I mean, it, it continues to be forefront of our minds on the goals that we serve as a company to continue to advance the affordable housing development in the city of Los Angeles. But from a modular side, I'm very excited to see, um, you know, this start to start to become a reality for the city and for, you know, the, the politicians and the city leaders to see these buildings go up and to see the opportunity in hope that it starts to drive more interest and more support for this product type. You know, one of the things that you and I talked about just um, even before we started recording this podcast was just the simple fact that L.A. needs housing and, and they need it quickly. Right. And that, that was one of the things you mentioned when talking about the decision to go with modular. But talk about the need for housing in, in Southern California and in Los Angeles specifically, because that that's a that's a need. Right. And, and you're helping to fill that need with you know what you're doing and projects like this. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, as I mentioned before, it's just at a it's at an utter pandemic level. I mean, we're seeing, right. I mean, there was a, there was a Netflix documentary, lead me home, which actually was nominated for Academy award that, that speaks to the same issue. Right. And it documents not only in Los Angeles, but in the Bay area and Seattle as well. I mean, the, the, we're, we're fighting a losing battle on a regular basis, you know, and, and so things have to change. And, you know, for us uh, in our role, you know, we come in to support these developers and, we sort of create that bridge, right, between the developer and the construction. And, and we're trying to, to figure out new in a, in a innovative ways to, to meet these goals and they continue to advance. And that's where Modular came from, you know. And the, the promise that it holds, you know, I, you know, whether it's going to be able to meet the, the rising tide of homelessness that we have in the city of Los Angeles, I mean, we can hope. But... I think what we try to do, and this is why like, these types of podcasts um, are, are so great for us, is I feel like that that AMJ, I mean, we play an extremely small part in this industry, but we operate on a principle of knowledge transfer. I mean, we are an open book and, and we, we share the metrics, we share the information, we share where we've succeeded and where we failed because for us, you know, and for me personally, I honestly believe that the only way that that we meet this goal head on is, is together, right? And sharing this information and distributing this information so that we start to build more knowledge and you know, more economies of scale to continue to make these delivery vehicles more efficient. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And my, my follow-up question was, was going to be just about education in general and just how important it is to educate the industry, to educate uh, as many people as possible just on the benefits that modular construction can provide to, to maybe help overcome some of those misconceptions that may still exist in the marketplace. Do you feel like that's that's an important thing? I do. I do. And that and that's why, I mean, I sincerely appreciate invitations like this to participate in podcasts. I do. I teach a class at UCLA. You know, I, I've been given the opportunity to come there now for the past two years and do guest lectures on modular construction, you know, teaching the new wave of developers and uh, and urban developers about um, about modular and about, you know, where we're seeing the advancements. And so I am, you know, a big goal of, of what we do uh, is to try to push that and to try to get the information out there. And, and we take every opportunity that we have to, to, to share that information. 
So how do you see Modular continuing to, to grow forward, you know, on, on the backs of projects like this and seeing the successful implementation of Modular Constructions uh, in, in different places and in different areas? How do you expect to see the industry continue to grow? So I, I think that we have a few challenges that we have to overcome, you know, to, to, to truly see success, you know, and one of those is, is, is knowledge, not only of the developers, but of the general construction personnel. And, you know, we've been fortunate to forge partnerships with a, with a small group of general contractors that operate in the LA market and, and beyond. And in, with their partnerships, you know, we've been trying to branch out to subcontractor markets because that's, that's truly where the rubber meets the road. And I feel like that the success of this delivery vehicle is, is going to be achieved because we need to get mechanical, electrical, plumbing subcontractors to fully understand how these vehicles work and, and how they are a piece of the puzzle. And, and so, you know, I think that's going to be a big challenge that we're going to have to meet head on. And we're working to, to continue to advance that. And, I think technology plays a part of that as well. And there's factories out there that, that are working on abilities to sort of reach back and create 3D demise, you know, design vehicles that can start to incorporate these types of lessons learned to, to, to translate that knowledge out there. Um, I think at the same time too, I think, I think the challenges that we have is on the financing and development world, right? I mean, in modular, the cost of construction gets shifted, you know, much further up in, in the, in the timeline, you know, and, and you're in a position where you're having to pay line hold deposits and material deposits to a factory, even before much of these developers close on the development. And when you're talking about affordable housing, most of these developers are nonprofits, right? So there's not huge, you know, they, they're not sitting on huge piles of cash that they can afford to make these, these big deposits. And so, forging relationships with the investment community and to, you know, advance escrow accounts and, you know, lines of credit to help these developers, uh, you know, tap into these, right? And then I think the third challenge is on the design side, right? Is I, I think understanding and adapting the design of these modulars for the city of LA market, I think a lot of what we've taken so far has been vehicles that have been more adapted for the Bay Area, and we're trying to plug and play in the LA market. And I think we've seen some challenges there specifically as it relates to sort of code and the differences in the markets. So I think that's another challenge that we're, 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 we're working on sort of avidly with engineers trying to come up with more efficient ways and working with factories now during pre-construction and design consultants to, again, to, to make that more efficient. So. You know, we've got our hands full. I mean, you know, we've, uh, you know, we're finally seeing construction of modular in LA, but there's still a lot of work to be done to continue to make this, you know, into what we think it can be for the city. That's some, yeah, some just fantastic thoughts on on the future and what what it looks like and and the work that remains to be done. So excellent, excellent stuff, um, Matthew. As we start to wrap up our conversation here today, um, what do you want to leave listeners and viewers with? Um, just any. Final thoughts, uh, you know, anything that we haven't maybe discussed yet that you think is important to know or, or just a main idea that you want people to walk away with here today. So let me turn it over to you for just any final thoughts you have. Yeah, you know, when, when, we, when, we, when we do lessons and we teach classes and, and I do outreach to the community and we talk, it's, it really is knowledge transfer, right? And, and I think there's nothing that we do as a company or as a service provider in the industry that is proprietary. I think that 
we 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 push ourselves to the absolute limits as a as a consultant service to you know to provide for for the industry and for the community and i think that as a whole if if we truly want to meet these challenges you know these homelessness crises uh head on i, I think that many more companies are going to need to wade in on this and and be willing to help and be willing to share resources and develop more efficient means and so as we look to the future, that's, you know, that's our hope is that we're going to start to see more experts uh, and more agencies and individuals that are going to are going to come to the table with solutions. Uh, and, and hopefully we're going to start to see improvement in our city. Matthew, if people want to reach out and learn more about what you're doing at AMJ or maybe even ask questions um, about how you're doing what you're doing or maybe just even learn more about modular in general. How can they reach out and, uh, and get in touch with you? Yeah. So, I mean. We've got opportunities through our website. People can reach out. So uh, we are amjcm.com is, is our landing page. And there's opportunities to reach out to them there. Um, obviously, people can find me on LinkedIn um, in, in terms of what we're posting and the opportunities that we have there. Um, and so those will be the two best opportunities for people to make contact. But we strongly encourage it. I mean, we, we're here, happy to enter the conversation, answer any questions that people may have. AMJCM is the website, so make sure to go there for more information or if you want to reach out. Or, of course, you can get in touch with Matthew on LinkedIn as well. Matthew Wickersham, uh, principal at AMJ Construction. Matthew, thanks so much for joining us here on the, on this episode of Mainstream Modular and sharing some of your expertise and your experience uh, and, and telling us more about the project at 6th and San Julian. It's been a pleasure having you on. Appreciate the time, Tyler. Thank you. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Mainstream Modular. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more episodes of the show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that way you can stay up to date with the latest. You can also visit Gurdon's website for more information about Gurdon and what they're doing in the world of modular as well. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the converse, of, of the podcast and more conversations like this one. But for this one today, for our guest today, Matthew Wickersham, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.